Okay, welcome back to episode two. Thank you for tuning in again. This really is in the back of my filming right now. He's just laying on my bed and he's whining. But to be fair, I do have a really bright light shining right on him for the aesthetic in the background. So I probably should take that off of him, but I feel like he's going to whine anyways. Welcome back to episode two. I have some exciting announcements. And those are really that I'm close to picking my name for my podcast. And that also means I am close to kind of designing, I don't know, the vibe of it. So I have a little bit more of a structured episode as I want to have every single week. And I'm really excited. We're going to play some games. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about some life updates on my end. And we're going to just talk about where I'm at today. So, oh, as well as another segment that is more of an advicey segment. But I don't want to be too advicey because... I don't know. I have imposter syndrome with that. Like people have told me that I give good advice, but I even me saying that makes me feel like I don't give good advice. So, I don't really want to give advice, but just take it with a grain of salt, really. And I'm not a professional. I'm I'm not a life coach. I think life coaches a lot of the times are stupid. And but You know, as long as they're encouraging you to do whatever you want to do, not what they think you should be doing, then they're probably good at what they do. And same with a therapist, honestly. Okay, let's get into it, I get. This is actually not even what I wanted to talk about, but now I'm thinking about it. And the best therapist that I've had, he just encourages me to do, well, he just asks me a lot of questions as to what I value, what my morals, my values are. Instead of attaching to, like, maybe I'm of a certain religion and he just starts assuming and saying, well, you guys believe in this, so blah, blah, blah. Or, I don't know, he doesn't make assumptions and he's just asks me a lot of questions, doesn't share a lot about himself unless he's trying to relate to me. And it comes from a genuine place, but I feel like if you're looking for a therapist, definitely try to find one that asks you about what you want in life and encourages you to find it, holds you accountable and doesn't push his or her own, I don't know, I guess experiences onto you in a way that's a little pushy. Um, I've had to go through a lot of therapists to find a good one, but when you find a good one, it makes a world of difference because there's some that can speak to There's some therapists that just can't speak to you. They might be telling you the same thing another one is, but the way that they word it and the way that they present it to you, you receive it a lot differently and you can actually receive it. So that's my two cents personally. But anyways, I don't want to be too advicey because, I mean, to be honest, I probably will end up because I'm a little bit of a know-it-all, but I don't actually think that I know it all. I just want to make that very clear. But I do have some good insights, I think. And 
maybe I should just act like I do and be confident, but I don't want to be because I don't want to be ignorant and look stupid later on. So being humble and talking down on myself is the way to go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kind of. I'm kind of kidding. Okay. We have, (laughs) here's the thing. I grew up with a lot of siblings and I loved growing up with a lot of siblings. It was chaos. It was fun. It was scary at points. Um, I had things thrown at me. I got stitches multiple times. And what else? It was traumatizing, but also sweet and tender. So I kind of want to bring some of the energy here. And if you didn't grow up with a lot of siblings, then let me introduce you to what that would have been like and the pros and cons but also you're included in our family so that's kind of the space I want to create is good family fun wholesome and silly and funny and dumb and clever maybe and my mind went blank that was too many (laughs) that was too many descriptive words at once I only had about five in there, I guess, for me. Okay, the first segment I wanted to do was about my mental health um, quote of the day and some mental health wins that were submitted to me on Instagram. So the mental health quote I'm going to do first and then go into some of the submissions. I think the reason I want to do mental health wins, we can do dubs and L's, but today we're doing dubs, so we're going to talk about the wins that people have had that submitted to me about their mental health journey, and let's focus on the wins. You don't have to win every battle to win the war, but you do have to win some, you know? So, quiet, Rudy. Okay, this is a quote about, not a quote, it's just um. A bio, not a bio, what is it called? Oh my gosh, what is it called? An Instagram caption about sadness. I've written before about how sadness can evolve into something that wraps around us and is embedded deeply within our soul. For some, it even becomes their identity, which is why moments of happiness even feel uncomfortable or like betraying ourselves. We often gaslight ourselves into believing we don't deserve to be happy because we've been sad for so long. And on the other hand, People who want to cheer us up often do try their best, but their efforts often are in vain, which demotivates them and us. As much as we appreciate their efforts, we wish there was some way to tell them that feeling better isn't our main priority, but what we truly want is to be understood, to be listened to, our feelings validated, our true thoughts verbalized and heard. That is what we truly want. I want to discuss this really quick. So these are all just from my personal experiences. I've read a lot of books research a lot of things about mental health and just like life philosophies, I guess. <laughs> Rudy's looking his paw in the background. It's grossing me out. The so oh, the sound. Okay, and I guess I want to dissect the first part of that, which was him or her, actually I don't know if it's a guy or a girl that posted that or that owns that account, but anyways about how when we've been sad for so long or you can insert whatever anxious um depression is kind of sadness but I feel like there's a different level to that or whatever it is 
that does become kind of your identity and it's felt like it's helped you throughout your life at least for me personally with my anxiety I felt like that has helped me my whole life because I'm so attached to it and just like that persona of I'm just anxious and you know I'm this I'm this I'm this saying that a thousand times over and over again you start to believe that's really all you are and for me I think the past year I'm realizing that I'm so attached to that narrative and yes I do experience a lot of anxiety but that anxiety is not serving me anymore and it was all I knew back then and it was my life coping something skills or not even skills but it's really all I knew and it was the best that I could do with what I with what knowledge I had And as a scared little girl, I started, you know, coping in ways that were from anxiety and with anxiety. So, you know, thought suppression, um, I'd pinch myself. I, and this also goes mostly along with obsessive compulsive disorder. I didn't really know that's what I had suffered with my whole life, but yeah, I would pinch my arm when I'd get an intrusive thought or something like that. And I don't know, it's just so many patterns throughout my whole life that I've been so attached to and I felt was so important and I couldn't let go of because I've been so anxious and sad. And so when I'd have moments of happiness, I almost would gaslight myself. (laughs) And I don't know if that's a correct term, but I would basically act like I'm not happy because it's a betrayal of everything I've been through is and for some reason the narrative that was in my head that my brain was telling me and that I believed so I felt like when I wasn't anxious I wasn't being myself or when I wasn't sad or melancholy I was betraying like this part of me that longs for this like deep something but I think I just got mixed up between I still wanted to be an empathetic person who has a range of emotions but I was also suppressing certain emotions so I really wasn't letting myself have that full range because I thought okay this is too much happiness now this is this can't be good so then I'd suppress that but then I'd get too anxious I'm like okay no this is too anxious like I'm getting too the feeling it's too sensational so I gotta like suppress it you know um anyways we get attached to what we've been doing for so long that anything different is uncomfortable. And so for those of us that have suffered with anxiety, depression, OCD, and we start to get better or we start to heal from it or we start to recognize that that's actually not all we are. We experience a lot and that's very real and it is very hard experience. But when we peel back the layers, we have to recognize and kind of let go of this person or this piece of you that's just no longer serving you and and it feels like you're a piece of you is dying but it's so that you can kind of be reborn into like something and someone more happy (laughs) and and it does feel like a betrayal sometimes when I feel happy or when I'm able to using exposure response prevention for my OCD 
when I just have thoughts and I let them stay there and I don't suppress them, it's extremely uncomfortable. But eventually the thoughts kind of start to go away and I'm left with like, oh my gosh, I got to the top of the anxiety and nothing happened. So why was I scared of this my whole life? Like it just shattered an illusion. And that was like kind of like grief. I don't know how to explain it. It was kind of like grief because... I had wasted so much time and I kind of realized that because I thought I was working towards something with my anxiety, but it really was just preventing me from doing the things that I wanted to do. I would quit a bunch of things because I was too anxious and or whatever. So (laughs) Rudy's eyes are cracking me up. Um, Anyway, so and then the second part of what he was saying is how sometimes we just want to be heard in that and understood in that. And I think I agree that sometimes I don't want to be told what to do. Um, I just want to be heard because I know what to do. And sometimes I just want someone to tell me that it's hard what I'm doing, but then encourage me to do it anyways. So sometimes I get prideful and I'm like, I'm not stupid. I know how to, Rudy, stop. No more. Okay, I have the submissions that were sent of mental health wins, some dubs. So I wanted to read maybe like five of them or something. We'll see. Moved out of my parents' house. I'm 25 into a studio apartment and have been thriving. That's amazing. Studio apartments also, I will say, are the best decision because it's very minimalist you don't you realize you don't need that much to actually live and thrive and you don't get overwhelmed with the stuff that you have at least for me like it was so nice to live in a studio i do miss living in a studio i can go several days without any anxiety now i used to have panic attacks daily that sounds horrible panic attacks when i had those i had those multiple times a day for a couple of i think maybe like a couple of weeks um, was all it was, but multiple times a day was a lot. I'd have to, they would happen on walks and everything like that. And so I feel you, those are horrible. And I will say though, and this is me, this is me being like my therapist, which is annoying to me because it's always, he makes sure, he watches what I say because if they say, how was your week? And I say, good. I almost felt like no anxiety. You know, my anxiety was good. I felt really good all week. He's like, that's awesome. But what what would have happened if you felt anxiety? Because the point is not like to feel no anxiety and that's when you're fine. It's to, to feel it. And it's, I mean, if it goes away, that's even better. But if you have it, that's when you need to be working on what if I have this for the rest of my life? Or what if, what if it comes back later? I need to know how to deal with it and how to coexist with it, basically. So watch out for, um, I mean, that's still great if the anxiety's gone. That's just me being nitpicky because when I have that attitude of like, oh, my anxiety's gone. Like, I don't, I have felt so good for two days. That, that's when it comes back tenfold and I'm like well what the what what did I do wrong I was feeling so good and the feeling part is kind of where you get stuck 
So I don't focus too much on how you've been feeling lately. Just really focus on how much you've accomplished while feeling horrible. To be honest, that's kind of what I measure mine by. Um, okay. <clears throat> I was scared to start on meds, but it has been helping with my OCD. I tried. Um, I was scared to start. Okay, I did not even understand that. For some reason, my brain did not process. I was scared to start on meds, but it has been helping with my OCD. I'm not going to read it again because that honestly might be compulsive because I'm waiting till it feels right in my head. <sighs> That's scary. And I think one of the scariest things about starting meds is what people say about that and the judgment that that probably creates surrounding I don't know you and I mean for me I feel like people are, have always been judgmental of meds but you know I have a lot of family members who are supportive of it um, I tried to do medications but none of them really worked for me they just made me worse and super depressed so but if it works for you I've heard it works for a lot of people who suffer with OCD and I had a doctor who said this once that when people have subscription glasses or prescription glasses um, or they have not as good of eyesight, then they get glasses to their prescription. Like, pres oh, okay, why can I not talk? Rudy is whining at me right now, so it is stressing me out. She said, when people have not as good eyesight and something's wrong with their eyes, they can't see as well. They just need a prescription for glasses and they can see better just like everyone else. So she said, if you have some kind of mental health problem or something with your brain chemicals or something, then you might have to get prescribed something to help with it. And it's not that big of a deal. I think it's when they prescribe that first before doing anything, really learning about you, um, trying anything. Sometimes, obviously I'm not a professional, sometimes there needs to be a medical um, intervention first and then they can start their therapy if it's really bad, but um, that's very brave. Um, I think is the main thing is that it's very brave to start meds. It's very scary and it's, Especially if you have OCD, I'm sure you get a lot of thoughts about that. So you're very brave for doing that. <clears throat> I've been talking to the same guy for five months now, and I'm going about it in a healthy, stable way. That's awesome. That's huge. I don't know what your past has been, if that's been hard for you in the past, or if you had like a relational, I don't know, like some relationship trauma or whatever. And... Or if you have like relationship anxiety or OCD or something, that is really hard. And I think stable is a big word. <laughs> and that's amazing. Uh, I now enjoy going to bed at a reasonable hour since I know I'll feel better tomorrow. Uh, that is a dub. That's definitely a dub. Uh, for a while, I've felt like I was on the verge of crying at any moment, but it didn't feel like that today. That's very relatable and that happens to me probably once a week for <laughs> a couple of hours um so it's okay if that stays and goes throughout your whole life but that is good because that shows that your brain is 
learning that not everything has to be catastrophic, basically. <clears throat> okay, I think that's it for that segment. I kind of want to do, do some else, you know? We don't have those today, but I kind of want to do some dubs and else. I think that'd be funny. Next thing that I wanted to do is, and bear with me, is um, some tongue twisters. I want to make things fun and I like very wholesome games that are just fun for everyone. <sighs> Not gonna lie, I feel super anxious right now. <sighs> Rudy is kind of stressful to have alone he's just a lot of work and I have roommates right now that are helpful with him but it's just like the constant whining I feel like I never am enough like I can never do enough for him <laughs> so I take him on walks and I stimulate him I hide stuff around the place and I just feel like he just needs like literally a five mile run every single day and I don't like running. I like walking. I'll take him on walks. We'll go play fetch for like 30 minutes to an hour. But I'm just tired sometimes. <laughs> and it just is weird because he's my ex-husband and I's dog. So days like this where I'm trying to get stuff done and he just is whining. It's really stressful for me. Oh. <sighs> But I'm doing the best that I can and it is hard though because I just feel like yeah just the the whining and the tone of the whining is so <laughs> triggering for me okay yeah but I want to do games I, I want to have people on and I want to do fun games with them this is probably so stupid but I kind of want to do tongue, tongue twisters just because I also am really bad at talking. Like I legitimately feel like I couldn't say a lot of words growing up. Um, anything that had like a skt, like character, characteristics is hard for me to say. Statistics, I can say that one, but it does take me a while. There's those words for some reason. It's like I, my brain can't separate certain sounds. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. Specifically one time I remember being in um, English class. And I think it was my senior year of high school. And there, that word was coming up in a paragraph. And I, we were doing snake reading. So I knew I was coming up soon. And I always looked ahead to make sure I knew how to say every word in the paragraph that I was going to have to read in front of the whole class. And I did that, and character characteristics was in the. Oh, okay. Character. Okay, yep. That word was in the paragraph, and I literally couldn't say it. And my teacher then gave me like a five minute to ten minute lesson on how to say. It. And she's like, "Hey, say character." And I was like, "I could say character easy." And I'll say is istics, and I said istics. It's like I have to push my tongue all the way back or something weird. And now she said, just say it together now. Characteristics. 
okay. So I thought Tongue Twisters would be fun. I have a billion different games, and I'm excited to do them with people that come on. The how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? He would chuck he would as much as he could, as much as and chuck as much wood as a woodchuck would if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Okay, that was actually a lot. I didn't know that there was a freaking second verse to that thing. Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. But a, oh my gosh, but a bit of better butter will make my batter better. So twas better butter, Betty. Okay, so twas be, Betty. Oh my gosh, I give up. This is stupid. This is a bad idea. Just making myself look like an idiot. So twas better Betty Botter bought a bit of better butter. That was actually kind of good. Okay, that was actually kind of fun. Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, I'll make my batter but <laughs> Dang it. My batter bitter. That one's actually crazy to say. That's very satisfying when you say it, though. Okay. Okay, then, then there's, like, dumb ones. Like, she sells seashells by the seashore. That one's easy. There was one that I would do in choir class when I was in, like, seventh grade. What was it? Rubber baby buggy bumpers bounce. No, no. Red leather, yellow leather. So you said that like 10 times in a row and then you start to just combine everything. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, 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 leather. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather. Wow, that's actually good. You guys try it. See how freaking you do. How can I clam cram a clean cream can? That doesn't even make sense. You have to make it make sense. I scream, you scream, we all scream. Okay, that's literally not even a freaking tongue twister. I saw Susie sitting in a shoe shine shop. Mm, I saw Susie sitting in a shoe shine shop. That's not hard. That they're all shushes. Shushes. Shush. They're all shushes. Susie works. Oh wait. Okay, wait, wait. Susie works in a shoe shine shop where she shines. Where she shines, she sits, and where she sits, she shines. Okay, that's actually kind of hard. Okay, this one actually is not hard. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't Fuzzy Wuzzy. That's not a hard one. That is not hard. Can you can a can a, as a can or can can a can? Okay. That is so, that is literally the stupidest thing I've ever read in my life. Can you can a can as a can or can can a can? I'm not kidding. That's what it says. That's actually what it says. That doesn't, that, that whole sentence doesn't make sense. It has to make sense, people. Okay. Can you can a can? As a canner can can a can. Okay. I don't know what a canner is and if that's a career, but. I've got a date at a quarter to eight. I'll see you at the gate, so don't be late. That's stupid. That's just giving like a riddle. Uh, you know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. Okay, wait. You know New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. I saw a kitten eating chicken in the kitchen. Okay, that one's actually kind of fun. This is actually give, This is actually kind of making me happy. I don't know why. If a dog chews shoes, whose shoes does he choose? Okay. Wow, I'm actually good at this. I thought I thought of thinking of thanking you. I wish to wash my Irish wristwatch. Near an ear, a near ear, a nearly eerie ear. This is. These are stupid. I think I got to the dumb ones. Willie's really weary. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. Oh my gosh, there's 50... I'm not doing that many. That's way too many. Plus, my battery's probably going to die soon. Good blood. Oh, wait. Okay. 
no, that's, that's it. That's all I'm doing for today. That was actually kind of fun. I just went to, I just tongue twisted and I looked up. It's engvid.com. English video, I'm guessing, is what that's supposed to be. But I just wanted to, I wanted to play a game. And that's the first one I thought of. And I found it really easily. That was actually kind of fun. I don't know how horrible that is to listen to. So maybe it's horrible. If it's horrible, I won't do it again. <laughs> but I actually thought it was fun. So you know what? If you thought it was horrible, suck it. My last segment for today is where I'm at today. So that's life updates. It's mental health updates, everything like that. I already kind of talked a little bit about it, but at the beginning about my mental health, but currently where I'm at today is focusing on my values and constructing my values I guess so sometimes with OCD that's like well not sometimes most of the time that's what it attacks and it makes you question and doubt literally everything so for me I've had to very intentionally write down and list and think about my values and just that I want to have a good life and I want to be happy. And so when I do A, B, and C, that's what brings me joy. So I'm going to do more of that. So that's kind of what my values are. That's what it comes down to. It's like, I'm alive. I don't have all the answers, but I do have beliefs and I'm going to keep choosing to believe. So it's not always a feeling for me anymore. I, I feel like it used to be, but now it's just a choice consistently. And, um, that has been a long time coming. I feel like with OCD, I've always been waiting for, I don't know, I guess when it first happened, I was just like, no, no, but I'm a good person. I would give myself so much reassurance. Now I'm like, you know what? I probably am a little bit of a rude, bad person. And I probably have, I don't know, some bad desires, stuff like that. And I have to accept that. And that doesn't feel good, but that's just like humanity, <laughs> And I think I'm just the same as everyone else. So maybe not though, you know, I could be the exception, I guess. I never know. But so that's kind of where I'm at is listing out my values, my morals and what I believe and just moving forward with those and not overthinking them really, but being intentional with them. And I don't want to be blindly following whatever you know I want to really put things into practice and test it out and see what works for me and that kind of goes for just resisting compulsions for me and ruminating so I don't ruminate oh wait and not ruminating is just the simple choice that we have to engage or not to engage and that just becomes easier and easier over time to not engage because you kind of just realize you have more power than you think. Um, I've had a lot of crazy things happen this week, but I think the main thing is that... Not great. Now I can't remember anything that's happened all week. I've had a... Done, I, today I just watched Case, um, my nephew for a while he's a little bit over a year I think he's like 13 months old or something now almost 13 months 
and he's at the cutest age. He now gives me cuddles and kisses when I get there, and he has this shy look that he, it's like a twiddling his thumbs look. It's so freaking cute, and I'm obsessed with him, and I miss my other niece that's in, um, doesn't live <laughs> here, so I never see her as much, but um, I'm obsessed with, I love being an aunt. It's so fun. I get the, the positives of being an aunt, but not have to worry about poopy diapers and not sleeping. I sleep fine and I just get to see them when they're usually in good moods. So being an aunt is great. I have started to, I finished a painting that I made for my boyfriend Kean and it was so cute. It was like an anime painting. It was kind of like street art anime-esque. And it was just him climbing with like a goofy, silly smile. And it was so cute. And I made him ripped. And I mean, he's definitely ripped in real life. <laughs> but uh, I did exaggerate a little bit on the painting. Sorry. Which was really fun to finish something for once in my life. I feel like I always quit stuff. Um, we'll get to that in another episode. But that was the first painting I've ever finished that I was actually like, it was big. It was really big and it was actually, I was really proud of it and I'm proud to like have him hang it up somewhere and people see it. So that feels really good. I'm, um, the other day we had an incident with the dogs and I think they saw a squirrel or something and they jumped up on this counter outside that we have and this little mini grill fell on uh, my roommate's dog's tail, and she ran inside. I didn't know that something had happened. I just heard a crash. I went outside. They were both barking, but they both were fine. Their tails were wagging. They were acting normal, but they ran inside, and then she had blood on her tail because it nicked her tail, and so there was, like, blood flicking everywhere in the house, and so for, like, two hours, I had to clean up the blood, um, and, she, you know, we all were cleaning, but it was just triggering for my harm OCD but it was a good exposure to be honest that was crazy I thought Rudy had done something but they weren't fighting they're still they're homies it's actually so cute another update is I am thinking of rehoming my dog just because it's just really hard for me to do things that I want to do and I'm not like a huge, I've never, like I haven't always been like a huge dog person. That's never been a dream to get a dog. But when we, when I was married and, you know, it just seemed like the move because we didn't want kids at the time. We just wanted a dog and something to take care of, you know, and work and take care of them together. But now that he just kind of dumped them on me, I'm like, okay, well, like I still have things that I want to do and get done and I want to have a life and I don't have a lot of money. So if you have money, it's easier to take care of a dog when you're single. Um, but yeah, we'll see. That sucks. And I seem okay with it, but it's been like months of considering and crying and trying to emotionally let go of him a little bit because I think it's not helping with my healing from my divorce and stuff. Because it's just a constant reminder of my life and what it used to be. And even though I love my life now and I wouldn't change it, I'm so grateful for everything that has happened now looking back. It's still hard 
And he just brings up more negative feelings than positive. And I've tried to work on, you know, <laughs> forcing different feelings when I look at him and detaching and compartmentalizing. But it's just not, it's just not how my brain works. So, and maybe I could rewire it and I'm sure there's a way, but it's not really worth it to me. So it's not a dream of mine to have, you know, a BFF dog. Um, but I love him and... So it's just, yeah, we can talk about that another episode too. It's just been wild. Uh, but that's, I literally feel like there was something else that happened. I can't remember what it was. It's just been a wild week. It's, if it's crazy that it's only been a week since I posted my last one. But I'm excited because I have ideas for the podcast and I have aspirations. And I'm hoping that this can get big enough to where it can become like my, my job full time. And, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for those of you that watched my last one and that are watching this one. And if you guys have anything that you'd want me to talk about or segments that you'd want to see or anything like that or people you'd want to have on, I'm sure one of them is my sister, which she'll be on, trust me. Um, yeah, let me know. And I've been feeling depressed in my heart, but... And in my stomach, it just feels sometimes dead inside and sad, but I've been getting things done anyways, and I've been trying to focus on leaning into uncomfortable feelings and sensations, and that has been scary, and it feels like I'm literally jumping off of a cliff, but it has been helpful, I think, in the long run, but that's I'm doing okay and I'm feeling hopeful that I can just keep choosing to do things that serve me and just keep figuring it out little by little one day at a time and catastrophizing less we do go over that therapy my therapist did call me out he basically went over all of these cognitive distortions and he was like do you do any of these and then I think he already knew the answer but he wanted me to answer it and I said I do all of those sir I do every single last one of them and that's not a flex but I can make jokes about my own mental health because it's mine anyways I do do all of them I realized and that's not okay for myself for the people I love for anyone and I am doing my best to change and it is hard but it is possible and I'm finding out that I'm a lot more capable than I think of kind of choosing my own destiny, <laughs> which sounds cheesy, but uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. And I kind of want to sign off by saying something cute. So I think I'm choosing. And that's where I'm at today. Goodbye. Ugh, I don't know if I like it. I'll figure it out. <laughs>